You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Season 5, Episode 32 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Hey. Hey, what's up? Been another week, huh? It's been quite a week. Quite the week. Things are going south real fast. <sighs> I'm so chafed. I'm telling you, when I said a couple of weeks ago that like I wasn't sleeping because I felt like everything was at risk again, like it's getting bad. Dude. I mean, things are getting really bad. Mitch McConnell said it. He's like, look, we're not going to vote for this January 6th commission because it's we're more interested in the party than we are in the truth and the future of the country. (sighs) Why that should surprise anybody. There's like a spate of articles like Mitch McConnell tells the truth. Wait, he's been saying this basically through his years for years. Uh, You're right. It should not. But again, so when you see people like Joe Manchin, who get angry about what happened. It's like, are you not paying attention? Why is it that people on the outside see this perfectly clearly? Either this guy is a total liar, or he is naive as hell, or just the dumbest person who's ever existed. And I don't think he's naive or stupid. Uh So I I can't account for it. I can't account for it. It feels like they're playing a game with us. That the Washington insiders are like, no, this is just the way politics are run. But the Republicans are not no, no, playing right. by those old, right. old rules right. anymore. Well, I mean, people, people have been saying that. People on the outside have been saying, like, how many times are the Democrats willing to get punched in the face? Seriously. Right? And, Seriously. And then, so then, the, you know, the, the, the kind of fallback position is to have like a House Select Committee. But that'll turn into a partisan circus. A okay. circus. What are you going to have? Half. Jim Jordan on this thing? I mean, my goodness. Uh, the, the, well, how would Jim Jordan be on the thing? I, you know, the, the Republicans. But I'm just saying, like, it, who in the how House? How many hearings? How many different hearings did they have on Benghazi? Oh, it went on for 33. It went on forever. 33 separate. Wasn't it Tim Ryan uh, from Ohio who was screaming at them like a week or so ago? It was like, you chased the former Secretary of State around this country for a year. Yeah. It's true. He's right. He was absolutely so, right. I was, I was happy somebody finally said it. But it makes no difference. That, it makes no difference. Makes Why? No- because most of the Republicans believe that. Trump is the president. Biden stole it, and like a third of them believe in the QAnon conspiracy theory. I mean, like, so what do you do? I don't know. This is like civil war. This is like civil war shit. Like this is One like of, internal strife. Well, it feels like stuff. antebellum America. If you read because about you that, you cannot period. placate. Right, you cannot placate them. And the There's cynicism. Nothing. The cynicism is beyond. So I was I was so, emailing with an old old friend, one of my oldest friends in the world, um, yesterday, and he was like. There's no fix. And I was like, right, there's no fix. There's no fix. Well, what is so what do we do? We say, like, that's it. There's There are solutions. It just feels like the Democrats are not willing to take up those solutions. Like, like abolishing the filibuster. Expanding the Supreme DC, Court. Admitting D.C. Uh, as a state. Admitting D.C. Uh, well, that's, and Puerto Rico, for that right. matter. Um, uh, abolishing the Electoral College would be a nice 
way to do things too. Right. Plus the Voting Rights right. Act. I mean, there are fixes for all of these things, but there is no willpower to do well, it. Well, so I, I think one of the things I think one of the things that people are worried about is that the other side has, in any number of ways, over the course of at least the last four years or more, implied that they would resort yeah. to violence. I mean, they talk. I mean. Who, 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 what do you mean implied? They already resorted well, I mean, to but, violence. It, it, January 6th. Right, but like can't Republican Party candidates saying there are Second Amendment solutions to things. Right, like Matt Gates said that this right. week. And, and I, I mean. But that that is an open. I, why is he not being investigated? Why is he not being kicked out of Congress for saying things that are incite, inciting a civil I, disturbance? I don't know. Again, and I somebody wrote something and I tweeted on. On the Twitter. The Twitters. Uh, Democrats are constantly taking plastic spoons to a gunfight. Right. Like, that's what this is. Like, right. the Democrats are fighting. Well, they keep thinking, know, well, the American just, people will see the Republicans for who they no, are. No, but they don't. Right. This was the mistake that Obama made when he tried to cooperate with the Republicans and who had no interest but in keep cooperating in mind, with Also, them. keep in mind that yeah. <laughs> the rest of the country is not like us. That is true. Right. But what, what, what is the point? I, I don't know. I'm, my, I'm just saying that, yes, the Republican Party is a minority party. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the rules are fixed. And the rules are fixed. In their favor. But I, there, are, I, there are still people who believe, who are believers in the Republican Party. And that the, the country is... I'm, no, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think the country has moved as far to the left in ways that people wish it has. Uh, I mean, I, I don't I think, think the police for rationality, but I think I think I think there's an assumption among certain groups that the country has actually moved to the left. And I'm not well, I, 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 I still think is, it's I, not I, I don't know. I don't know if I I think that that's what this is because this isn't a question of like oh we're too far to the no, left. No, no, no. We're trying to preserve American I, democracy. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying that the that the political escape for the Republicans is that kind of the leading edge of commentary and is they, they can always they can always undermine people by saying radical socialism. The solution isn't gonna come from uh, the solution isn't gonna uh, come from Democrats. Okay, it has they, to come from Republicans. But they've been screaming that for several well, generations it works. now. Okay, my counterpoint to that is 7 million more people voted for Joe Biden than for Trump. And in the 50-50 Senate, 44 million more people voted for Democratic candidates than for That's absolutely 100%. But under the current circumstances, I, 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 I think that, so we're talking just, a couple days past the year anniversary of George Floyd's murder, right? Yeah. If you look yep. at the polling, among whites, Black uh-huh. Lives Matter, the, the, the public support for Black Lives Matter has diminished. Why? Because people call them the movement, a terrorist movement, radical socialists, and so on and so forth. Marxist. Marxist. It works. Okay. But it only works on a fertile... On fertile ground. Mm-hmm. So, 
let's not mince words. Like I, unfortunately, a majority of white people might not think that things are so bad in this country for black right. people. And, you know, for not a few of them, there's some racism involved right. in, in that thought process right. for not a small right. number. So black. when, when white people say that they think that black lives matter is a terrorist organization, a radical socialist organization, a Marxist organization, that's just convenient. That's lazy, and it's e and it's easy, and right. it's a way of saying I don't want to do anything but, to change the status quo. Right. But what I'm saying is because why should they? Have uh, to? What I'm saying is is that they're the ones who benefit from the it. the the country is. I th I don't I, I just think the fact that people are susceptible to that suggests to me that yeah. the country hasn't moved as far to the left. I, I, I look. I agree with that. I think that I, I think the Democrats should I, lock in as many reforms, yeah, structural reforms prior to right prior now. to the midterms, because the yes. midterms they're in they're going to be in trouble, and so, not just again, because they're oh, the, the 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 party that the the incumbent president's party always loses during the yeah. midterms, but because that there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the country that I think puts Democrats at a disadvantage in the upcoming uh, midterm, yes. including a number of retirements of Democratic lawmakers, people looking to move up to the Senate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency on this. Well, why, why I is don't that? Know. That's the I problem. Don't, I don't know. There needs to be, why are you and I freaking out about this and many other people who we know personally freaking out about this, but the professional politicians in the Democratic Party are not? I don't know. I mean, that screenshot you sent me from CNN the other day, and, and, and suddenly yeah. people are saying, like, are the, are the Democrats, is Biden not feeling as urgent about, like, these basic these threats to basic democratic practices in the country. I actually don't think it's Biden. I think Biden is doing the job that he uh -huh. was, but you know, he's got his agenda right. and he is plowing forward. Okay. Whose fault? I think it's, I think it's the fault of the of the house and uh, Senate Democrats. I don't think is, that but Biden, I'm not criticizing Biden. I agree with you. I think he's done a, I think he's done a, a, a very, very solid Schumer, job going forward. Chuck Schumer is not, Chuck Schumer is not doing a good job. But he, but Biden is the leader of the party by dint of being the president. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I, look, Schumer, he's been around for a long time. I would think that he'd be a little savvier. And you, well, maybe he's just too comfortable. Ah, really? You think? I just I think I'm not look, sure he's, I'm sure, I'm not sure he's the sharpest tool in the ship. You think? Maybe. I don't know. It could be, but he's certainly not a street fighter. You know, Mitch McConnell... There's nothing holy to Mitch McConnell. Right. Nothing. And if Mitch McConnell right now were in the situation that Chuck Schumer is in, right. where he was presiding over a 50-50 uh, Senate split with oh, they'd be ramming through everything the House possible. and the presidency, right. the filibuster would have been nuked right. on day one. So, day one. So who's your, who's your ideal Democratic Senate majority leader? People are throwing out uh, Klobuchar all the time, like on the Twitter. Okay. They're always mentioning her. I don't really have, you know, a, a dog in that fight. I just want well, somebody. Well, if you want a street fighter. But, uh, I mean, she's I, tough. I don't know about Klobuchar. What? Yeah. She's very, very tough. So, so maybe she's, she's the one. I don't know. Well. When, all I'm saying is that when I, what's going on right now doesn't seem to be working. 
And and again, you're right that Biden is the president. He's the the, the titular head of the party. Right. But to me, it seems like he's just focused on his agenda. Yeah, he's got his head it. down. And he's doing this. Right, but he's the one who is um, like, he wants to reach out to Republicans. I can understand it from where you I sit. I think he's in understanding. The, I think he's understanding that that's not going to work. Okay, so like, let him get together with Pelosi and, and Schumer and be like, all right, how, how are we going to ram this through? Maybe, the, maybe yeah, after this January 6th commission thing has gone down in flames, yeah. then they'll do it. I think they need to because maybe that was the strategy right? all along. They knew that this was, this was going to happen this way. And that yeah, they'd say maybe. now they have like, they, there's like a, a moral claim that they can stand. Now everyone on. is on record. Right. Everyone is exactly. on record for where they voted. They voted right. in the light of day. It wasn't done right. under cover. So of now darkness. let's end the filibuster. Let's expand the Supreme Court. Let's end right. the electoral so you college. Think, Maybe. I don't know. And it feels like uh, uh, Joe Manchin and how do you pronounce your name? Cinema? Kirsten Cinema. From Cinema from Arizona. Yeah. They, they're almost operating like Republicans right now. So it's 50-50, but like it's really 48 to 50 to fifty with two ab- I mean, with two people abstaining. I Manchin State went for Trump like 70%, 30%. Yeah. No, I understand Cinema from his perspective. Has, Cinema has no excuse. Well, Zero. I mean, Biden won by 10,000 votes in Arizona. Okay, but they have I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, she's a product of the state... Uh, the state house, the state senate. Um, She's a problem. But look what's going on in Arizona right now with this freaking recount I mean, of Maripo- Maricopa County. I mean, it is, and this this is what's going to happen in other states now too. Right, we saw we talked about this last week. Georgia, yeah. Michigan. Uh, this is yeah. This is gross so, because they refuse to accept the reality. Well, this is this is now our reality where our politics are contested. So the so the question is. If the Democrats lose the House, yeah, and they lose the Senate, although I don't know yeah. if they will. Okay, but if but they our, lose the our, House. and and you have this, you have this, you know, these these people who are motivated by Trump and QAnon yeah. in all these do state houses. Do they well, are they Biden? ever going to accept Democratic victories? No. They right. will not. That's, and that's how we all need to be operating. We right. need to operate under the assumption. Okay, so what do we do? That we have to fight. Do I have to get, Okay, so I spent some money donating to candidates in specific states yeah. that were allegedly going to turn blue because the pollster said which, it was so close. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, how much money did the Democrats pour into Maine? How much money did Democrats pour into South Carolina? I mean, so give me, me some good you, metrics come, to work how, with here. How come we're not? How come we're not doing recounts in any of those places? How come when Republicans win, there's no recount demanded? I don't know. Maybe we should because set there up are two sets of rules. Let's, let's set up our own audit company called Cyber oh, you know Ninja. The real Cyber Ninjas, like Ray's we'll Pizza, the like. original Ray's. We can be the original mm-hmm. Cyber Ninjas, and let's go no, up to Maine. Let's call ourselves the cyber Jews. The <laughs> cyber Jews. No, I'm done cyber being Jews. a professional Jew. Okay. I'm completely done. We'll get done. to that in a second. Let's go and start our own firm. Cyber Jews. And we can, and we can check out and make sure that all the ah, – here's, here's our thing. Okay. We're, we're here to make sure the election was kosher. <laughs> the cyber Jews. We're here it's to make sure the election work. was kosher. <laughs> Okay, I might be a professional Jew for another day. Seriously, can we, we register can that company? 
in Delaware yes, just so that it. we could have it. It, it doesn't we cost do that this. much. We can do this. Oh my God. It. This is even yes. better than High Holidays, our dispensary, our Jewish themed dispensary. <laughs> or that bed and breakfast that we shall not mention by name ever again. <laughs> I know. You, we don't want any more hate those mail. Of you, for those of you who I know I still what we're haven't gotten to the bottom of this whether, whether, whether Mamlin actually got permission yeah, to, to listen. listen. Whether she snuck it or whether she actually listened to it with her mother. Can you imagine that somebody is listening uh, to our podcast with the lights out, like sneaking (laughs) and listen to this? Like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be hearing this, but I need to get my fix. Okay, so when when we do our recount in Maine, yeah, what are we looking for? First of all, it's a leisurely one. I mean, we have to read the Times and have bagels and schmear. Right, and we have to call you know our mom. We're looking for we're looking for traces of trace <laughs> in in the ballots. And Dude, you're the on biggest fire. Tra- I'm telling you, the <laughs> biggest trace in the, the cyber traces of trace in making Maine. sure your election is kosher. Lobster. We're looking for traces we're looking of lobster for in the ballots in your ballots. Yep. Oh my god, yep. it's perfect. There you go, cyber juice. Yep, oh on the hunt for trace. Yep. And then we're gonna go, and we're gonna we're gonna go to Tennessee, and we're gonna check out Mitch McConnell's reelection, and then we're gonna go to he, South Carolina. He, except he's from Kentucky. I mean, I'm sorry, Kentucky. My bad. I'm, I apologize to, in the Kentucky ballot. I apologize. I know we have listeners who are originally from Kentucky, and I apologize to them. Um, and then we're gonna go to South Carolina and check out what happened in Lindsey Graham's election. Oh, cyber Jews! Excuse me, there's something not kosher about your election, and I'm here to investigate. What's our walking music? Do we do we, uh, do we, do we cyber Jews walking music? I gotta think about it. I mean, obviously, our any of any time we have walking music, it should be hot for teaching, <laughs> but that has, that's not. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's the perfect way to get the cyber Jews canceled. <sighs> That's not kosher. Only if you show that video. Uh, Um, So can we just talk about my brief stint of being a professional Jew and how I never want to be a professional Jew again? You became a Jew this week. Uh Mazel tov. This is like your bar mitzvah, your professional bar mitzvah. Oh, my God. You became a professional Jew when you took on anti-Semitism and the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. I didn't take on the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. All I did well, was... Well, you chose, you chose an interesting time to talk I about I did not take it out. Professionally, CNN. I've written three of my last three columns. <laughs> that means I've been with this for five weeks now yeah. on Israelis and Palestinians. And so I'm yeah. sick of that. I, I didn't tell my mm. editor, do not ask me right. And I, they're actually... It was only one where they actually asked me to do it. I volunteered because I'm an idiot. Topics for the other two columns. But I was very upset a week ago about particularly that guy who got beaten up in Times Square. And so that did bother I was very distressed and I wrote a short essay yeah. about it. And I posted it on Facebook. Uh-huh. And then two, two and friends Twitter. encouraged me to do it as a series of tweets. And then, yeah. and it got, and it got a nice response, although there was some really nasty, there's some nastiness and stuff. And then an editor at Newsweek saw it. Well, hold on. Let's talk about, let's, you know, maybe for people who haven't seen so, it, or I heard mean, about it, can you be a little bit more specific? I mean, what, what was, was in it? I, I, to perfect, it's like, 
don't be. You were calling out your colleagues. I, I, well, I, in my community, lots of people have your, your professional. My professional community. community. Lots of people have felt it's necessary over the course of the last year to, yeah. and I think rightly so, to send the message that they believe in, you know, diversity. That they are against all forms of hatred. They've called out uh-huh. racism, misogyny, and so and Islamophobia, homophobia, and have been lots of phobias. lots of yeah. and and been very lots vocal about yeah. things that the Trump administration had done that were uh-huh. hate filled. Yet, because Israelis were whomping on Gaza and killing people, um. And, which was extremely. I mean, the whole the whole thing, and then the rockets on. Is the whole thing was really hard to watch. I mean, yeah. If you read my stuff, you'll see how stu- you know how I found stomach turn. I don't want to rehearse that whole thing because to me, what was happening in parallel in the United States, where again, this guy was beaten up in Times Square, the 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 threatening the harassment in in uh, yeah. in the Diamond District. Uh, Los Angeles, Arizona, yeah. a whole host of other things. Yeah. Is that why were people? I didn't hear people speaking. I was watching their Twitter feeds, their Facebook posts, their Instagram right. feeds, and they, they were weren't excited. they weren't hashtagging against anti-Semitism at all. They because they don't want to be necessarily associated with Zionism. I, I, I okay. mean, I, I think that that's for some people find that complicated professionally. And so I thought yeah. that this was I thought that this was very weak. I think if someone and we'll go back I mean so the paradigmatic case for me is the kid who got beaten up at Times Square because he was wearing a kippa. It didn't say right. and this is how mendacious the press is. They've now since oh every time they mention they say he was on his way to a pro Israel rally, which is irrelevant. The people who attacked him had no idea where he was going. As I pointed out to endless numbers of people, he could have been going to Grace Papaya. Although wearing the yarmulke, he probably wasn't. No, he couldn't have. He could have been going to Dwayne Reed. He could have been going a million places. He could have okay, been. He could have said, "It's um, a nice listen, evening. I'm walking the 33 blocks. Square, I'm walking the 33 blocks to square. Penn Station." I mean, no, but he was in Times Square. The rally and, for Israel was in on 47th Street. He was in. He was in the 50s. He could have been going a right, million so other places. Close. There was so no was close, excuse. But he wasn't there. There was okay. no reason to know where he was going. And people, but they attacked him because he was wearing because he was wearing a kippa. That's the only right. reason. It, he wasn't wearing a shirt that said, "I'm on my way to a pro-Israel rally." Did he wear a t-shirt that said, "Fuck the Palestinians"? We should get the. Choice. I'm on my way to a pro-Israel rally. Okay, yeah. and it, it, part of the uh, Cyber Juice yeah. swag store. Anyway, online yeah. swag store. So I was really upset about this. Anyway, yeah. So I wrote this thing. It was very heartfelt. I was up in the middle of the night about it. Um, you know, Maddie. Zooms into her grandparents' synagogue on not every Friday night, but she's yeah. been doing it. And I think she's exploring her Jewish identity. Like, you know, one of the lines is, am I supposed to ask her to take her Star of David? She doesn't wear it all the time, but when she puts it on, so I say, oh, no, no, don't do that. We're not safe. So I was very upset. And I was very upset with my community who had been so active yeah. and had seen seemed so silent. Anyway, so then an editor at Newsweek, which still yeah. exists. Newsweek. Asked Newsweek is not asked me what, what it's not it's not your grandmother's, it's not your grandmother's anyway asked me if they could post it and I said sure and they did some editing on it whatever and I was fine yeah. whatever and I was like Newsweek anyway it goes online and the thing and people lost their shit did it it did very well online but I'm like 
all these people are like retweeting it and like really nice kind of sentiment, but like people I wouldn't necessarily want to be associated with. Also people who confuse anti-Semitism and criticism, criticism of Israel and, and get the whole thing confused. And in my original post, yes. my original post, I mentioned Israel and Palestine just in passing. I was focused on but, the attacks on Jews. And, but it's all about the context, and you know that. Of course. But that's why – that's the whole thing is that it, it allows people who think this is okay to equivocate and say, but oh, but Gaza and, and Palestinian children, those things are terrible. No, I, like I, I understand. Said, but I think his name is Joseph Borgen. He could have been going a million places. So and my point is that then people needlessly intertwine this, and it really bothers me. And I don't want to be a professional Jew. Then I get wound up. And I'm yeah. doom scrolling yeah. on Twitter. And there was some really nasty things about about me on Twitter. Really? Really? I got to Yeah, from, from people who are saying, oh, you know, I was downplaying the deaths of Gazans and the Palestinians I mean, and that. I was we, needlessly criticizing people for, you know. Can't we hold two separate thoughts in our head uh, at the same time? Apparently we can't. Anyway, so I saw, I, I, I saw a – some in my feed – yeah. Someone who works in my field had liked uh-huh. a tweet by someone else who I at one time knew who worked at the State Department that was critical of me uh-huh. and anti-Semitism. Uh-huh. And, and the tweet was basically, you you know, you're twisting and it gets thrown around and whatever. I'm very, very careful. I don't throw it around. Yeah. I only use I it when, I, I, when Jews are being attacked just for being Jews. I, and so, I know. I don't follow that the original tweet, so I didn't see what underlying what it was. I just saw that this guy uh-huh. I do follow, who is someone in my field, and I grabbed, oh, I did a, I did a screen grab of it, and I put it up on Facebook, and I was like, obviously, uh, this guy yeah. has a hard time distinguishing between, you know, that the definition of anti-Semitism includes beating up Jews just for the sake of being Jews. The whole day, he's private messaging me and telling me, like, what a fucking asshole I am. And so I'm like, well, why did you really? like this tweet? You know, like, this is terrible. I, your, your anti-Semitism is showing and so on and so forth. Anyway, after some wow. discovery, and, you know, sometimes this is, like, weird things in your in your feed that show up, like, yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Because I don't follow the other guy, I didn't realize that this was a tweet that he liked from 2019. So he would. So even though, even though I think it was it was problematic for him to like the tweet, it was a completely different context. But I had posted his tweet with commentary yeah. on Facebook, which I felt uh-huh. bad about. He didn't do what I accused him of doing, and this is wow. my tale of getting wound up in the professional yeah, Jew world. Social media, man. Social, social media, media. Being a professional Jew for a day or two. Maybe it's I, not. You know, you. one of the things I, I one of the things I worried about. I'm glad I posted my original thread. I'm glad I posted yeah. my original thing on Facebook because I, I felt better about it. Well, you needed to get, I needed to get it to out, get it right? Out. And I needed to address yeah. my community and stuff like that. But like, then you get wound up and like, like people you yeah. don't even know. And, try, and I, just, I felt really bad about it. I was like, and I, one of the things I said, one of the things I worried about before I posted my original thread was I don't want to be a professional Jew. I don't. Uh, I'm a Middle East analyst. This is what I'm culturally Jewish. I, I'm not – but you're Jewish. Jewish I'm sorry right. to say, like, but like I don't want. Know, and no, no offense to anybody who is a professional is, Jew. This is just not my interest. The, 
but that's the occupational hazard of being a Middle East analyst and Jewish. Right. Like you, right. but you're supposed to sort of check this whole your world. preconceived notions at the door. Right. Which but I, at the same time, which I've done, you're still Jewish. I'm still Jewish. still Jewish. But at the same time, I feel as if, I don't know, like I got wrapped up in this for a couple of days. Yeah. And I wasn't careful. Like I always tell myself, be careful. Be careful. Well, with- you know, it's not that you weren't careful. It's like I think when you're in the moment, you're a passionate person and you kind of, you know, things, you let them get to you a little God, bit more. I was very, I was very hot. So it's not that you weren't careful. It's not that you weren't careful. It's just that, you know, you know what you right. should and should not do. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, you just cross right. that line and, of and a tiny bit. It's a separate issue as to why this colleague in the field like that. Right. Maybe it's problematic, yeah. but I he didn't do what I accused him to do. So I, I pulled down the post, but I also so did because I, I, I felt very bad because I really was terrible to accuse him of something like that. I did I did post one of the things saying that I had maligned him and that right. I felt very bad about it. Um, well, which made me feel better, I, but I still feel terrible. How many people are mature enough to do that? To say I made a mistake, I admit my mistake, and I apologize. I, don't know, I think a lot of people mistake. just escalate on social media when they make it wrong. They just that, go crazy. But I, I couldn't that, live with myself if I did that. I could not live with myself. Well, well that's even if lesson, I think, even know. if I, even like whatever, even if that guy and I have to have a conversation about his liking the previous tweet, yeah. he did not well, do what I accused him to do, and there's no, there was yeah. no excuse for me to have done that. And I probably should have been much more careful. But again, like this whole thing, it made me so. Hot under the collar. Yeah, I got you. And, well, let me ask yeah. you on a related topic. Yeah. So as long as we're talking about tweets and anti-Semitism, right. I know that you saw Abe Foxman's tweet yesterday. Right. So so the New York Times on the front page of the Friday right. edition of the New York Which Times. Which was not online. It was, Times, a, it was on previously, but yeah. It was in the print edition. Right. And I believe that also it was – Published in Haaretz in Hebrew. Yeah, and it got pushed out on social media and so on and so forth. Yeah, it was a, on the front page. There was the images of all of the children right. who were killed right. in the escalation of violence right. between Israel and, and Hamas. The Palestinians right. and Hamas. Or, yeah. Well, I mean, Palestine, right. we can't say the escalation right. of violence because not all people who were killed right. were right, right, Hamas. Right. No, but the conflict so, was really between. Yes, the, okay, yes, okay. That, well, uh, yeah. Again, it started in Sheikh Jarrah, right. and but the so, kids who were killed were in Gaza. Yeah, so they're right, right. But again, like you know, we're going to say like, well, this started when Hamas started lobbing missiles, or did it start because of you know? That, that, and that's or, a that's a different discussion, and I right, know people okay, have views so, on it. Anyway, go ahead. I know that too, and I don't necessarily agree right. with all of them, and neither do you, and that's fine. That's another discussion. But the Times published pictures of the children who were killed in the recent escalation of violence right. in, in Israel and Gaza. Let's put it that way. Right. And Abe Foxman, the former right. head of the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, tweeted yesterday, I'm canceling my, I canceled my subscription to the New York Times. Okay. So this is an example of cancel culture, I believe, right. because he I did see. cancel his subscription to the New York Times. I bet he gets but, it back. I bet he, I bet, sure. I bet he subscribes for it one of the deals. Abe, we want you back. We'll give it to you for a dollar for a month. Well, I couldn't pass it up. I mean, it was a, a dollar, deal. right? 
Who am I to say no to a deal like that? That's, it's the perfect play. He gets to like virtue signal to his community on, and then they get the exactly. paperback in a few weeks when they come after him and say, hey. I'm a discount. I'm a discount. <laughs> I mean, it's like a yeah. win-win for him, right? It is a total win. Okay. But so he publishes this very publicly. Yeah. He tweets out very publicly. Uh-huh. I'm canceling my subscription to New York Times because of blood libel. I'm confused. I'm confused. Okay. How is this a blood libel? Did these people not die? Because blood libel is a historical charge against Jews by Christians that Jews killed Christian children in order to use their blood to make masa. Okay. This is not that. I mean, you sent it to me, or I sent it to you. Yeah. Someone sent Somebody it to sent me. It to someone else. A guy, my yeah. a guy, a guy I know who works in DC sent it yeah. to me, and he's like, "I think people have lost the thread." And I, and I, mean, I looked at it. I was kind like, of. Hmm. This does seem Look, a little bit far afield. And the New York Times is problematic. There's no question. Uh-huh. I don't agree with everything right. that's in the New York Times. Okay. And I don't agree with, you know, when they when Tom Cotton was allowed to publish his okay. opinion that the army should be brought in to put down okay. uh, peaceful protesters. Um, and I've said I'm done with the New York Times, but I haven't canceled my subscription. Why are you done but with the this, New York Times? I, like I said, with that Tom Cotton thing, it really oh. pissed me off. Okay. But I didn't say, but I didn't cancel it. Oh. I held my tongue okay. and I said, this is still the New York Times. Well, and also, I think, it's, I think it's important for people to read things that are challenging for them. That challenges okay, their... Tom new- Cotton, I, that, that's not challenging. I mean, I have my that's favorite conservative writers. I, in my last column, I I um, mentioned this yeah, but that's, blog. To say that the army should be brought in I, to I'm put just, down peaceful I'm protests, saying, not, that's sort of like... I'm just saying yeah. I think people I think people should read things even if they don't agree with it. Uh, I don't think the New York Times needs to be giving that. Uh, I mean, lot look, of I, I, I just I just feel as if people have siloed. I don't, there are people who yeah. you know you can tell that they there's no. I used no, to watch Fox. It. I don't watch like, Fox anymore because it's so crazy. But I was I, I'm a dedicated okay. reader of a number of conservative writers. Who I think are okay, very, that's very fine. smart. That's fine. But you know, when the when the New York Times permits the Overton window to open that much wider to things that should not be considered acceptable, like the use of truth I, I on our soil I to put down I peaceful protesters. I understand what you're saying. Problem. I I wouldn't yeah. I and I haven't. I wouldn't cancel the Times based on that. I haven't. I've never, I I've haven't. actually never okay. said to myself when I've read something or they've saying, that's it, I'm canceling the Times. Like, or any other publication. This is their right. We okay. live in a democratic that's society. Fine. Challenge your mind. No, you're right. But, okay. but but at the same time, we live in a democratic okay. society. Back to we have free will. And if, but if there are enough things that they publish that I don't want to see, right. then at some point, I'm going to take my money okay. and go elsewhere. And that's my choice. Okay. So, so then, so, so what do you think Abe Fox's issue is with this? I mean, I know we can't get in his head. Besides is this the discount? Besides the discount? No, I mean, is this anti-Semitism though? I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see. First of all, it, it's hard for me to get my get my mind around the blood libel thing because. Yeah, I mean that's problems. No one, you can't, the New York Times didn't accuse didn't accuse the Israelis of conducting airstrikes to use. Palestinian children's blood to make matzah. So I, I think that's like a highly specific kind of thing. Right. But when you use that word right. or when you use that that phrase, 
it has a certain connotation. Right. It has a, a very well, real maybe, meaning. Maybe what he's saying is that yes. what this does is it lets Hamas off the hook, right? And that the violence against Israelis and Jews is therefore okay. Is that is that possible? What he's saying, but then again, look, this question of who has the right to defend themselves, right? Like. I, this is this is the great this is this one is of the great problem. questions that people are unwilling to wrestle with. Why is it that the Israelis have a right to defend themselves, but Palestinians don't? Now, before we get well, hate mail about Hamas, I'm not talking about Hamas and Islamic Jihad. These are terrorist organizations. Yeah. These are terrorists who purposefully target civilians, have blown up buses, pizza places, blah 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 blah. Israelis yeah. have had to take extraordinary security measures well, to well prevent that. Well documented, yeah. Okay, but. How come that the people in Sheikh Jarrah, whose houses are being taken, and the people who support them after being brutalized by the police, how come they don't have a right to defend themselves? Oh, Israel's a, Israel's a country of laws, but not for these people. No, definitely not. So why? People. So I, it's no one. No one has been willing to say. And part of the complication is the fact that the, the, the very existence of Hamas and Islamic Jihad. It would be an easier call. To say, yeah, the Palestinians have a right to defend themselves, if not for those groups. Well, for those, but so many second. Palestinians believe, whether they're supporters of these groups or not, that these are that this is legitimate resistance. If, I mean, if you live in hold shit on, in Gaza, on. what? Hold up, because before there was a Hamas or Islamic Jihad, there were Palestinian nationalist groups right. like Fatah right. and well, they made uh, it also. Popular Front. They, and I'm for yeah. Westerners, for supporters of Israel, for the U.S. government, yeah. not for Palestinians. So then there's no, so so nobody is legitimate until the Israeli government this decides is the, that we can is, talk to you, well, and then you're legitimate. Well, this is the even then, the this is the perennial problem: one man's terrorist and another man's freedom fighter. But, yeah. and, but uh, when it's I try to focus on the situation in Shekhar and say, yeah, when do people have the right to defend themselves against the Predatory state? Never. If you are Abe Fox, then the answer is right, well. And it's interesting because you and I exchanged an interview that he did. <laughs> it's been Abe the Fox. There's too much, too much professional jewelry in this week for me. Apparently, I gotta get away. He gave that interview. I believe it was at the Times of Israel. Times of Israel. And. You and I both saw, noticed the same thing because I purposefully did not ask, did not point it out to nah. you, but asked you to tell me what you <laughs> saw. Like, because what's funny about I this article? See, I wanted to see if you saw what I saw. And what we both saw was his pronoun usage. When he was referring to Israel, he was saying we. We? We. Does he live in New York? And I understand. I understand this. I do know where that comes from. I really do. I understand. Lay it on me. Because, you know, we, this is something that we are different on. Like, I never really understood the term American Zionist, right? I uh-huh. understood if you're a Zionist, you pick up, you move to Israel, you, you, you go in the army, you speak Hebrew. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's, well, that was the whole deal, right? No. The gathering of the exiles. It's like. That, yeah, but the historical. American Zionist is like, Zionism. hey, you're half, you're in, you're half, you're not. You're like. Well, historically, historically, American Zionism is that you give money so that somebody else can go do exactly right, what you well, described. To me, because we have a good here, we have a right, good here. So, but it's but a way of like being a part of something without really being part of. Well, 
Which I understand. perspective, you know, he grew up, uh, his backstory is totally interesting. Totally. For anybody who doesn't know, he is originally from Poland, was his parents gave him to their Polish housekeeper to take care of during the war. She hid him. She actually raised him as her own child, and he was raised until about the age of five to believe that he was Catholic. Right, right. It's a, this is an unbelievable. It's, it's a, one of these, no, it's an unbelievable one of these Holocaust story. stories. You're like, Holy yeah, it's, shit. it's like, yeah. And then the parents somehow miraculously both survived, came back to claim him, and the woman did not want to give him up because he had become her son right. in her own mind. They had to kidnap their own child and bring him to America. I mean, the story is unbelievable. It's an unbelievable story, right? It's unbelievable. And then he grew up in Brooklyn. He was raised Orthodox. And this is for a kid who, for, before he knew he was Jewish, was an anti-Semitic Polish Catholic as, at the age of five. Um, but then he went to yeshiva and he spent his entire life I mean, you know, working on behalf of the Jewish people. He, you can't get more professional Jew than Abe Fox. I mean, he is the definition. Right. I mean, he has been incredibly successful. But he comes from a generation that wholly identifies with the state of Israel. So for right. him, there is no difference. Right. There is no right. distinction between him and the, and the Jews living in Israel. Because for him, it came from the same right. group of people. Right. Like he, I'm sure plenty of people from his town in Poland, uh, right? If they didn't manage, if they didn't, if they weren't annihilated in the Holocaust, they didn't manage to get over here. There, they went right. To Israel. right I'm at. He, he could have easily ended up in in Palestine. Yes, exactly. Now, so from before people for get his back. generation, right? Exactly. Don't don't cancel Stephen for saying Palestine. For for his generation, they are one and the same. Right. They really okay. are. I think. And do you I think, think that there are subsequent generations of American Jews who make little distinction between? Yes. I yeah, do. I think so too. I think so. But certainly among the Orthodox today, mm-hmm. there are there is a not insignificant number of Orthodox kids who go into the Israeli army right. and then come back here and live, but they don't have any intention of living, living their in lives in Israel. Right. But they want to give to Israel right. in some way, right. and this is how they do it, which is fascinating. Right. Um, and you know you have to get Israeli citizenship to do that, so they are Israeli, right. but they're they're living here, right. and they don't see a distinction. I mean, I, obviously, you you see a distinction right. between yourself and Israeli Jews, and I have to say, from for me personally, that line has been blurred right. beyond recognition. Right. I get that, and numerous. I get times that, and if I was in a, if I was in the situation that you're in, that probably would be the same, right? It's yeah. everybody's context is. Is completely different. Um, yeah. But the thing is, so I, I didn't, I didn't stick around on on social media long enough to see what kind of response he got. Well, I mean, from the progressive pro-Israel Twitter, he was annihilated. Was he? Okay. <laughs> he was annihilated. But from you know, from his own personal Amen corner, he was you know, he was hailed as a champion of. Jewish rights. I mean, here's the thing. It was shocking. But like, that's okay. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like partisans and everything want the news media to like coddle them and make them feel all warm and fuzzy about the, about the ideas that they have. Like if you want, if, 
if you're if you're a liberal living through our era, I, I can't think of anything more warm and fuzzy other than like a bubble bath and spending your evening with Chris Hayes and Rachel Matt. Right. You want to be reaffirmed right. in all of your beliefs. Right. And I, the times... And you don't want to be challenged. I, I think actually whether you agree with it or not, whether you think it was grotesque or whatever, I think the times, what the times did was very, very interesting. It was humanizing right. the concept. I mean, That's Palestinians what they were trying have been dehumanized. Just like Israeli Jews have been dehumanized also. By the way, there were two Israeli Jewish children who were killed right. also, and their pictures right. are on the front Look, page too. There's been dehumanization of Palestinians and and more recently dehumanization of Israeli Jews as Nazis and killers and settler colonialists and so on and so yep. forth. I, again, the, the, the intent to erase each other's humanity is this huge problem here. Well, it's a problem all over the world, and that's what we're looking at because it goes back to the first conversation that we were having at the top of the show, which is between Democrats and Republicans. They're, you know, we're trying to erase one another, and we can't. Cancel culture, man. Although I don't know, I'd I like my, think, yeah. I'd like my profet, my two days of professional jewelry to be canceled. All right, I'm I scared. Like cancel them. Yeah, anyway, um. We've gone way overboard. We've gone way. We've gone way, way over time. Way. Not overboard, but we're over time. And I want to, again, be thoughtful about how we sign off because I don't want it to be too abrupt for people. I don't want them to say, like, wait, wait what, what happened, happened? here? We were, just, we were just having a conversation. Now it's over. And I feel bad, man. I feel like it was okay, too abrupt. So, so everybody have a safe. Let's, let's dial let's, it down. Let's, let's remember that Memorial Day is to remember <laughs> – the people, the Americans who fell in battle to protect and preserve our freedoms. It's our not democracy. for mattress sales. You don't say it. It's it's weird to me to say Happy Memorial Day. Well, it's not a happy right. Memorial so Day. let's take some time. But, I mean, to we reflect. can also get in. It's not not every soldier has died to protect our freedoms, though. Huh? Some of the soldiers died protecting interests that have nothing to do with our freedoms. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's the truth. Okay. You're ruining my ending. <laughs> You're ruining I'm trying to be thoughtful here. All right. I'm sorry. So Go I on. just want everybody to have a safe Memorial Day and take some time to reflect oh, on, on, on our freedoms and our values and how we have to do our part to protect them. They've done theirs. They gave Every the day. ultimate sacrifice. We're not, no day. one's asking people to do that, but to think about how, how – what – Please, we do. can't even get people to, to vaccinate themselves. Forget about the ultimate oh, sacrifice. You keep fucking up my ending. Sorry. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Hold on a second. Uh, okay. Now bring it down. Now. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. And I want everybody to listen to what Steven said and be thoughtful and respectful of one another. And we'll see you next week. No, the week after. <laughs> We'll see you in two weeks, two. and that will probably be the last episode of the yeah. season. Got to bring this one to a close. Unless we have, unless we have specials yeah. over the summer, in case shit really hits the fan. <laughs> All, right. All right, everyone, we're out of here. We're out.